I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Welcome back to Shocker Girl Radio. This is Amberly Lyons here. I'm your spiritual BFF, and I'm just on a mission to make the world more chic and connected, one activated chakra at a time. Are you with me? I think you are. And today we are chatting with Gabriella Herstic all about elemental magic, sex magic, and glamour magic. I mean, those are some of our fave things, you guys. We're also talking about goddesses and like diving deep into how to work with goddesses, using the elements to find grounding in crazy times, sex magic, glamour magic, witchery. We're talking about how the chakras work with the elements. It's very, very fun. Can't wait to dive in. And side note, I know we're in dark times, but ladies, it's Aries season. We are in a creative flow. We should be working our butts off on things that are going to move us forward. The work that we do now is going to pay off in June, July. So that's what's happening in the cosmos. I don't know the details, but I just know that I'm ready to work my ass off because we're all just at home, right? So you might as well work on things that are going to move you forward. So always ask yourself, is what I'm doing right now going to serve me in June or July? <laughs> like, is it going to serve my highest purpose? Is it going to serve me in moving forward? So that's really what we've been doing is like just really getting clear on what it is that we want in our life, in our business, and then doing only things that are aligned with that. So if you're waking up and you're not feeling aligned, you're not feeling energized, like do what you need to do. Listen to binaural beats, binaural beats. You guys, I literally, why have I not learned how to say that? Cause I talk about them all the time. <sighs> Anyways, someone please send me the phonetic way to say binaural, binaural beats. I don't know how to say it. Um, okay. Do that. Take baths, rest, be mindful of negative self-talk because I've heard from a lot of you ladies. I've been talking to a lot of you guys on Instagram. Also, shout out. Follow me on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. You can DM me anytime. Let me know what's up with you. But a lot of people have been saying, oh, I've been like so mad at myself for sleeping in, or I've been mad at myself for not using this time to do this. 
girl, the reason you're not doing work and like getting to work on shit you want to do is because you're mad at yourself because negative self-talk is literally the biggest energy drain. So be so mindful of your thoughts and also work on your chakras because there's never been a better time to do that. We are at home. We are, you know, feeling all different kinds of feelings. And that's a good thing because those feelings are going to direct us towards what chakra we need to work on. And if you don't know what chakra you need to work on, make sure to take our quiz. It's totally free. It's super fun. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com and you're going to find out what chakra is the most blocked because that's where you need to start. So when it comes to healing the collective, making the world a better place, it starts with you. It starts with us as individuals and doing the work to heal ourselves. So what you'll do is you'll take the quiz, well, first you'll go to quiz.chakragirlco.com. You'll take the quiz. You'll find out what chakra is blocked. If you feel called to heal that chakra for $37, you can buy our Glam and Grounded Chakra course and heal that specific chakra. You can even buy all of the chakras if you want to, um, for a way discounted price. So first things first, go take the quiz, find out what chakra is blocked. And we would love to have you buy the course as well, because we want your collective energy and our group Facebook group where we are, you know, helping each other and encouraging each other. So go take the quiz guys. It's quiz.chakragirlco.com. It really is about healing ourselves. Hey, like it's not, it's so much less about you know, feeling like we have to be perfect. It's about doing the work and healing what you can and like being so gentle and kind with who you are. So whoever needs to hear that, know that you're exactly where you need to be and it's time to honor where you are and heal where you are. So let's do it guys. Let's get into my chakra tip. Guys, I am, you know, I'm down for spraying myself in the face with essential oils constantly dousing myself in them, but there's this really amazing one called Tranquility by Sage. And it's so good. It's so relaxing. And I don't know what it is about the scent, but it just like, it's so, so nice. So it's got, um, Lavendula, um, which I guess is lavender. Um, it's got, uh, cane. <laughs> I can't, can pronounce any of this. Orange peel, that I can pronounce. It's got vanilla. It's got citrus. It's got so many delicious things. So it's like calming, but also a little bit invigorating because of that citrus. So I definitely suggest it. It's called Tranquility. I have the roller ball. I have the spray. I have the like drip oil. I have all the things. Actually, they were a gift from my friend slash client, Kelly, the freedom babe, check her out too. She's amazing. Um, so definitely if you guys are feeling the angst, feeling the anxiety, spray your face with some freaking essential oils. It's game changing. So Sage is amazing. Canadian company, check them out. We'll link you in the show notes. Okay. Also chakra shout out Lululemon, you guys, I love that they kind of started this trend of paying their staff while they're shut down. It was really crazy because here in Canada, we didn't, we're not on like a forced isolation or anything. Um, but we've just decided to do, you know, practice social distancing and it's been suggested to us. And then everything kind of started shutting down and the first company to announce it on social media was Lululemon. And they said, we're shutting down. We're going to still pay our staff. We have this special fund for them. And I just thought that was so cool. And then literally that same day and like for the days following, all the companies started sending an email like that. So I, I just so am down with that. If you work for a company that is paying you, like I want you to just feel the gratitude for that and just feel so happy. Even if it's like paying you a little bit less, I still feel like that's just like so kind and amazing because there's a lot of people that aren't. Um, but again, 
there's never been a better time to take your finances into your own hands. So if you, and it's just such a freaking magical time of all these things aligning. Like if you've been wanting to start a business and now you are at home, whether you're getting paid or not, like now you have time to be like, okay, I've decided that I'm going to take my finances into my own hands and start that business, get it done. We can help you DM me if you're looking to start a business. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just feel like everything's aligning for a reason guys. So yay. Okay. So many things go get some essential oils, spray your face, honor where you're at. Everything's going to be great. And let's get into this episode because it's actually so freaking fun. And yeah, you're going to love her. Welcome back to Shepherd Girl Radio. We're here today with a Trey special guest, Gabriella Herstick. I'm literally so grateful I found her on IG because she brings the fucking vibes, guys. She's a fashion alchemist, witch, and author whose work explores the intersection of spirituality, sexuality, and style, the three S's we all need. She's <laughs> been a practicing witch for over 13 years and is the author of Inner Witch, A Modern Guide to the Ancient Craft and Bewitching the Elements, A Guide to Empowering Yourself Through Earth air, fire, water, and spirit. Can't wait to talk to you about all the magic. Welcome to the show, Gabriella. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, I can't wait to chat with you. Okay. So let's dive into our slumber party questions. What is your morning ritual? Ooh, I have a very extensive morning ritual. It usually takes around an hour, but if I'm like, you know, running somewhere, if there's weird circumstances, it, it doesn't, but um, I light my Venus devotional candle because the Venus is my matron goddess. I feed my fish named Solstice, and then oh. I usually do um, some tapping, or I start with this um, Western occult ritual called the Lesser Banishing Ritual of the Pentagram, which lines lines like heavenly light throughout your body it invokes the archangels in each direction so i do that every single morning and then i'll usually do some eft tapping i love tapping with brad on youtube so i'll usually do some- I love brad he's he my is- favorite the best he's the best i always say he's he's the danny tanner of spirituality i love that yeah i feel like he has he really has like a video or a tapping video for everything which i really appreciate um and then i'll do around 16 to 20 minutes of seated meditation i'll pull some tarot cards i'll journal um i usually send out some distance reiki to like the world or to family members or people that i feel like need it when i meditate and then um after journaling, I'll do some gratitude and then I do affirmations. So it's like pretty long. I'm still kind of, you know, adapting with it, but it's been, it's been a really beautiful practice. I just hit 500 days of daily meditation the other day. So it's like, hot damn, that's amazing. I know I I need to start counting. I feel like it makes sense because if I'm journaling every day, I can just put like a, like a little tally mark or something. Yeah. I, I use the app insight timer, which I really love. It keeps track of like how many days you've done meditation and then how many days you've done it in a row. Um, and then it gives you like little stars for every five days, every 25 days. So like, as I'm not really competitive with other people, but I definitely am very competitive with myself. So having that like reinforcement and like seeing my continuous hard work, I'm like, I can't break the streak. So I know. Um, so true. Yeah. I love, and I love like the little stars, like I'm here yeah. for it. Re- like reward me, acknowledge me. Words of affirmation is my love language. Yes. Like I-, I need to know I'm doing a good job. Exactly. And they also have like, I use the timer on the app, but they have a lot of like 
really incredible guided meditations with like from like thousands of teachers and courses. Like I love Insight Timer. It's my favorite meditation app and I highly recommend it to anybody. Hot tip. Yeah. Starting. We're going to link everyone to it. Beautiful. So what, okay. So you mentioned that Venus is your goddess. How do we know who our goddess is? Oh, that's a beautiful question. Um, so unfortunately I can't be like, this is who your goddess is because it's such a personal thing, but I really think it's, um, any, you know, any deity you can have a patron God too. I just work a lot more with the divine feminine than I do with the divine masculine. Um, so I think it's really somebody or, uh, energy that you have a connection with and that you feel safe with and that you feel enriches your personal practice. So for me, um, I started working with Venus over three years ago and just, I don't even know how I really began working with her as my matron goddess. It's something that just kind of clicked. And as somebody who's very like heart centered and very emotional and just like loves love, it, it felt right. But I also work with different goddesses. So you don't have to have like one goddess that you work with exclusively. You can have, you know, maybe like a few goddesses in your arsenal that you work with depending on what you're feeling. But it's really just like thinking about what kind of spiritual and magical practices you're drawn to, like what part of the world those come from, what kind of qualities you're looking to enrich your life with, right? Like if you want, you know, maybe to explore your sexuality more, you can work with the goddess like Lilith. If you really want to embrace your fiery rage, you can work with Kali. Mm -hmm. If you want to connect with the earth, you can work with Gaia. Like there's like, like there's an app for everything. There's a goddess for everything. I love Um, it. It's like goddess speed dating. Yeah. And I really feel (laughs) like when you put out that call and when you put out that intention to connect with the divine feminine in that way, she'll start showing up. Um, And you know, there's like Oracle decks and books and just like doing your research and going on the internet and going on Pinterest and seeing the imagery that inspires you is like a really beautiful way to kind of yeah. open that door. I feel like she'll find you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Amazing. What is your favorite crystal of the moment? Oh, that's a good one. I, okay. I love rose quartz. I love smoky quartz, but I really, really love carnelian as somebody who doesn't have a lot of fire sign placements or really like any fire sign placements in their chart. I feel like carnelian's a really like beautiful kind of grounding sacral chakra expanding crystal. I really love it as like a, um, a, a addition to my like sex magic practice and to my practice with like sacred sexuality and kink and all of that stuff. I love carnelian. Yes. And we're definitely going to be getting into that. And I love how, yeah, carnelian brings the sex vibes. I have mm-hmm. some on my night. I, I, my husband made me put some on the nightstand once I told him that. I love that. <laughs> Uh, okay, what is your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising? I am an Aquarius sun with a Scorpio moon and a Libra rising. Oh my gosh, I'm Aquarius sun too. Ooh, what's your birthday? Uh, Jan 24. Ooh, beautiful. I'm February 2nd, so we're close. Oh, we are Trey close. And okay, Scorpio, I can totally see that for you. you. And I love the Libra, it just balances yeah. it all out. Yeah, and that means that Venus is my planetary ruler, which I, I vibe with too. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Meant to be. Mm -hmm. Okay. What is your most fun manifestation practice? Sex magic. Absolutely. Using orgasms as a way to like manifest shit. It's like, what can be more fun than that? Honestly? Yes. I feel you. I have a, um, every time I get off, I visualize my husband and I 
doing it on a yacht. I love that. I was was like, I need a boat daddy this summer. Yeah. So I should, I should do that. I should. Yeah. Fucking on a boat. That's incredible. Boat orgasms. That's where it's at. (laughs) Okay. So tell us about your spiritual awakening. Were you always into this spirituality? When did you decide to really make this your life's work? Yeah. So I have always been a Aquarian crystal child, honestly, since I can remember. Um, I definitely grew up in a household that nurtured that in a lot of ways. My dad is a reform rabbi, grew up Jewish. Both my parents are Jewish. Um, and, um, he was always really accepting and kind of fostered my curiosity about like God and the unknown and religion. I've just always innately been curious about all of this. Um, my mom is from the Jewish community in Mexico city and has been into crystals and breath work and yoga for like decades and decades. So I, I was aware of it growing up. Um, she, one of her favorite memories of me is like she I guess she had a crystal pyramid that was in her office on one of her altars and like I asked about it one day and she told me that you know like if you're stressed or anxious you can hold the crystal and it'll make you feel better and I guess I'd gotten into a fight with my twin sister when I was two or three and she caught me in her office with the crystal just telling myself to breathe in breathe out so like I just always I've always kind of been curious about energy. And then when I was 11 years old, I was gifted a deck of fairy oracle cards. And I had gone to Salem, Massachusetts on Halloween when I was nine. So a couple years before with my aunt on her birthday, which was Halloween, and my twin sister and my grandma. And we went to Lori Cabot's store in Salem and we saw a ritual and I went to the witchcraft museum and remember standing in front of these wax figures and having them tell me about the Wiccan read and the rule of three and like learning about modern witchcraft and a couple years later, when I received this oracle deck, I was like head over heels in love with fairies and found a book called A Witch's Guide to Fairy Folk. And it talked about witchcraft, it talked about paganism, and it, the, it had a full circle moment where I remembered what I had experienced in Salem a couple years before. And even I was 11, I was about to start going through the training process for my bat mitzvah. And I knew then that I, I had found something that was going to be in my life forever. Like to this day, I still have not had the same recognition as I had then of coming home of like a familiarity or a recognition of something like important. Um, so my parents thought it was a phase, which I totally understand. Cause like what 12 year old is like, I'm pagan, I'm a witch and like denounces <laughs> the religion. Um, so I went through my bat mitzvah knowing that I was pagan, knowing that I was a witch and my love for this has only um, increased and multiplied exponentially. So uh, it was just, you know, uh, something that kind of found me in a lot of ways. And even though I I started off identifying as Wiccan, which is a a religion that is um, a pagan religion, I don't identify as Wiccan anymore, but I still identify as a neo-pagan eclectic witch. So a lot has evolved, but a lot has not evolved at the same time. Yeah. So the word witch, can that, so is that really only used for people who practice paganism or Wiccan? No. So witchcraft itself isn't a religion. It's a philosophy. It's a way of life. 
Um, I define witchcraft as working in or living and working in tune with the cycles of the earth, the cosmos, and the self. You can be a witch and be any religion. You can be a witch and not believe in any god or goddess because witchcraft is a nature a nature based spiritual practice. It doesn't. There's no one god or one goddess that you have to believe in. Um, so, you know, for me, I do believe in multiple gods and goddesses. So that's why I identify as pagan. But I know plenty of witches who don't believe in, you know, any kind of higher power except, you know, just like energy in the universe. Mm, okay. Love it. Thank you for that. Because yeah. I feel like people kind of throw it around. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, is that like, are you? I don't know. Yeah. But I guess anyone can kind of, it's up to you. If you identify with it, it's yours. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, like, there's a lot of people who are maybe like identify with the archetype of witchcraft or the archetype of the witch without actually practicing magic. But I'm not, I'm not a gatekeeper. I think that if you're interested in this, if, if witchcraft calls to you, then, then it's yours to, to claim however you want. We need as many witches as possible right now. So I'm not here to yes. tell you that you can't, you can't do this, you know? True that. And out of curiosity, so you have a twin. Is she into this as well? Um, so she, so she took all the photos for my books. So she like by osmosis is aware of a lot of the work I do. I talked to her about it. Um, and she identifies as Jewish and kind of uses that framework for her own spiritual practice. But she, I think she identifies as a witch, but she doesn't really like practice witchcraft or practice rituals and spells the same way that I do. Okay. So interesting. And you have a new book coming out, Bewitching the Elements. So tell us about the five elements and what they do for us. Sure. So this book comes out on April 14th, which is crazy. That's already just a few weeks away. Um, But I really love the elements because they transcend religion. They transcend cultures. They transcend everything. We're all innately connected to and aware of the elements, which is something I think is really beautiful and unifying. Um, so the five elements and, you know, there's many more elements, different religions and different, uh, you know, spiritual practices will have more than just the five. But the main five elements are earth, air, fire, water and spirit. And they all correlate to a different part of our life and a different part of our being. Um, if you're familiar with tarot, you can think about the tarot suits. So earth is represented by the pentacles and tarot and earth is all about the body. It's all about the physical. It's the ground. It's nature. It's really, I think of it as earth energy as like the base of Maslow's hierarchy of needs where it's the physical things that we have that keep us safe. It's home. It's having food. It's taking care of our body and having, you know, good health, being in good health or doing our best to get there. And it's our relationships with other people and nurturing and support. So it's like if you don't have a home, if you don't have enough food, if you don't have, you know, the ability to take care of yourself, which unfortunately is a privilege in this country, um, then you can't really expand beyond that, right? You're kind of just like in survival mode. But when you have those those things covered, when you're able to have security, then you can really focus on growing. Um, so for me, in the book, I talk about grounding techniques, about protection, about having boundaries, and then I expand to include, you know, crystals to work with because crystals are from the earth. I include journal questions and mantras and all these different practices that are related to this element of safety, of abundance, because once we 
once we move from just having the basics, our necessities met, then we can really focus on growth and manifestation and abundance and prosperity, which is really what the element of earth wants us to have, right? Like a blooming, beautiful garden under the sun that's able to have all these fragrant smells and all these beautiful colors. Um, so, you know, there's a, a lot more I could say, but I'll save yeah. it for the book. Um, and it's very, that's very, that's like also root chakra too. Yeah, like exactly. Exactly. And um, I love what you said about like not being in survival because when yeah. people, it's like once you, if you're like, ma- all you're trying to manifest is I need to pay off my credit cards. I need mm-hmm. to get out of debt. I need to be able to survive. I need to be able to pay my rent. Like if those are the only thoughts going through your head, you're never going to be able to access anything above that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, if you don't, if you're not in a space where you're like, if you're in an abusive relationship or don't have enough money for food, it's like, you're not going to be able to be thinking about like manifesting the same way because unfortunately like, you don't have the, the basic necessities met. Yeah. It's like a privilege in a lot of ways. But um, I think that that's like a really interesting way to kind of think about how we relate to earth and if we have our needs met and how we can move from an, a, a mindset of scarcity to abundance as well. Yes. So what is the next element? So the next element is air. And in the tarot, it's represented by the suit of the swords. And air is all about presence it's all about our mind. Air is really connected to the mental body while earth is connected to the physical body. So it's our thought processes. It's how we, how we create, how we think, how we communicate. And it's also our breath, our personal relationship to air. And I include a lot of breath work. I have a lot of Aquarius in my chart and a lot of Scorpio. And I don't have a lot of earth and I don't have a lot of fire. So when I because I'm so airy, it is very easy for me to just be in my head and to not be embodied throughout my body. And breath work and connecting to your breath is a really powerful way to get from just your head and to bridge that connection with your body and to be embodied. So I talk about different breath work in the, in the book, but to me, the, to me, air is all about expansion. Um, air doesn't want to be contained. It wants to be able to grow and it requires freedom and this element of our minds being able to take us wherever we want and to be, you know, like unlimited growth through just learning and connecting and communicating. Air is very much about knowledge and about, you know, wielding the sword to either help us pierce through the things that are the illusions that are stopping us from our truth or, you know, unfortunately can also be used to hurt others. So our words are very, very powerful. And there's a lot of magic that can happen when we are careful and intentional about our words, right? Like the word spell is found in spelling, you know, there's, there's no coincidences. So to me, air is really about how we're using our mind as an ally instead of using it as something that is against us, right? Like being aware of our thoughts, retraining our brain to support us and using our breath in moments of intense anxiety or intense, maybe even disassociation so we can reconnect to the physical and be really present with wherever we are. Um, You blew my mind with the (laughs) spell and spelling thing because that is so, I never made that connection. And that's so true. Like your words literally Mm -hmm. can create everything. Yeah. And there's so much power in, you know, like affirmations and creating words of power and invocations and charms and, and in rhythm. So that's why I feel like a lot of spells are really based on like the rhythm and cadence of the word or like, 
if you feel the words to me, that's even more important than anything. And I think that that is really like, it all starts in the mind, right? Like our mind is our biggest erogenous zone too. So kind of connected to fire in that way as well. Mm, fabulous. Okay. Is fire next? Yes. So after earth, air, fire, fire and the tarot is connected to the wands and fire is all about action and just like air is about expansion. So is fire. Um, unlike the other elements that you can connect to, you can feel, you can't directly touch and interact with fire unless you're ready to be, to get hurt, to get burned. Fire requires safety and it requires intention and it requires distance and in a lot of ways, fire is very scary because it does burn away the things that we don't need. And it can be very intense and clearing. I think a lot of the goddess Kali, the Hindu goddess of creation and destruction, of timelessness and the void, who is this dark mother who can be very scary because she wants what's best for her children. And that means there's no room for ego, but she's also so protective and so loving and so caring. And I really feel that with fire, um, where if, you know, there are things in your life that aren't working for you, the fire will come through and burn it up. But on the other hand, it will fortify and enrich the things that are working for you. Um, fire is all about passion and our sexuality and the sacral chakra and also um i think of the solar plexus chakra our yeah. own connection to the sun and our own vital source of life and this kind of energy that requires us to just take our desires and take our passion and use them in a constructive way it's really a action-oriented energy and one that can also, you know, manifest as anger and using anger in a constructive way and knowing when it's important for us to release, release the things that are making us angry. But also I think that anger is a really powerful and constructive force that forces us into action and into change, which is something that fire really commands. Um, and I also just very much associate fire with the kind of like obviously kundalini energy, like the energy of creation and of transformation and of alchemy. And we can use this fiery energy to, to birth the things that we care about. So it's a really, like, it's an intense one. I think fire is probably the scariest element in a lot of ways, but it also harbors the most rewards when, when utilized. Mm-hmm. I mean, Callie is no fucking joke. Let yeah, me no. tell you that. <laughs> it's like, but she is Serious. Yeah. yeah, I she scares me. But when I did like I did like a 40-day Kelly devotion mm-hmm. and that's exactly it. Like broke down. Yeah. Like I like literally I had a breakdown. And then <laughs> every but then that that creates a, a rebirth, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, mm-hmm. magic. So magical. And then we have water's next. Yeah. So water is in the tarot connected to the chalices or the cups. And water is all about our emotional world. It's all about our emotional body and our hearts and our feelings. And I definitely like my, again, my chart is like all air and all water. So I definitely feel very intensely about the element of water and I definitely feel connected to it. And it, you know, I think a lot of people can underestimate the power that comes with this element. But if you think of the ocean, if you think of the sea, it can be totally beautiful and picturesque and calm in one moment and then it can be the craziest storm you've ever seen that can kill you in the next Mm -hmm. so there's this kind of like all of the elements have 
this polarity between creation and destruction and I don't think water is any different um, and if you think of like a drop of water on a stone for like over long extended periods of time the water will eventually carve the stone away so to me it's really about nurturing our hearts and connecting to our emotions and embracing and embodying what we're feeling and connecting to our hearts and seeing that empathy and that sensitivity as a strength and not as a weakness. I think a lot of us carry shame around, you know, how sensitive we are. And I do believe that, you know, like earth and water are complements. They're both the feminine signs and they need each other. I think that water without a container is, you know, it's, there's not enough boundaries to keep you safe. I think of, um, of like a riverbank and then the water moving through it where the riverbank is supporting the water and allowing it to move intentionally. And, you know, like a lot of us are empathic or empaths or whatever, but it's also important for us to recognize that we have to have boundaries around our emotions. So I think when we get in tune with water or having boundaries with what we're picking up from other people to make sure that we're not taking in anything that we don't need. Um, and I think that working with the element can really help us discern what it is that is feeding us and what is depleting us. Um, and it's also the element to me that I connect the most with shadow work, with working with the parts of yourself that you may feel shame around, the parts of yourself that you may feel fear around, the parts of yourself you may want to disown a little bit, whether that's being too sexual or too quote-unquote annoying or stubborn or loud or sensitive. Like I think that when we, we can access shadow work, I think with any element, depending on what we feel the safest going through, but when we are in tune with that with water, it, we're able to have a lot more integrity and acceptance of where we are because we're just holding space for like our whole our whole being and we're able to have compassion with ourselves, which is something I think that water is a really, really powerful element for. Okay. Let's take a moment for some real talk here. As much as I love the woo-woo and the self-care, sometimes you really need to find help from a professional. So have you heard of BetterHelp? It is an online counseling platform where you can connect with professional counselors safely and privately online. You don't have to leave the house. You can stay in your PJs eating ice cream and cuddling your dog and get support of a licensed professional counselor. Like I'm so excited about this because no one wants to have to deal with parking, scheduling, unpredictable traffic. I don't know about you, but I seem to just always be late for meetings. So I'm just glad this has become a thing. You can do it at your own pace. You can talk to a counselor on video, phone, and you can even text with your counselor. And they're totally licensed professionals. They specialize in all the things that we need help with, like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and anything you share is totally confidential, obviously. Plus, you don't need to worry about running into anyone in some awkward sitting room conversation. And if you want to switch counselors for any reason, you can do that anytime with no extra charge. And since they specialize in so many different areas, you can take a few for a test drive, see what you like, because there's over 3,000 people to choose from in over 50 states. But BetterHelp is actually available worldwide 
worldwide, which is cool. So when you sign up, you can start talking to someone in under 24 hours, but this is not a crisis line guys. You can schedule weekly sessions. That way you're always on top of your mental health and you can just have it all organized and there for you and just doing it from bed. Like how amazing is that? What I love too, is that financial aid is available for those who qualify. It's secure. It's convenient. It's professional. And I know at the beginning of my journey, I did a lot of counseling and let me tell you, it really helped me release a lot because just being able to talk it out, um, and have people that understand what you're going through. It's just honestly really, really nice. So best of all with better help, it's a truly affordable option and chakra girl listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code chakra. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash chakra. You're going to simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and you'll get matched with a counselor you'll love today. That's betterhelp.com dot com slash chakra hundred percent I have like no water so I Ooh. struggle for feelings <laughs> I'm like, I wish I was like that I, I literally that. have so much well no but I have so much Sagittarius that I'm just oh. a complete rage case all the time I love, Sagittarius is my favorite sign like oh it's like it is time. everywhere in my chart my moon my Venus my Saturn my Uranus. I love that yeah I have my my sun, Venus, and Mars are Aquarius, and I have a bunch of Scorpio and then a bunch of Pisces. So I'm just like in my head about my emotions a lot and always in my emotions. So I yeah. wish I had more fire. That's I what like, I love I'll, red. Yes, I'll be like sitting at a woman's circle and people will be crying, and I'm just like, I don't, I am so con- like, I'm just like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> what is that coming out of her eye? Like, what is going on? Oh my God, I cry all the time. So. <laughs> no, I do. I do. I cry. But for me, I cry when I'm frustrated, when I'm yeah, angry. I get that. I get really icy when I'm angry. Like I just oh. like cold. Like I cry when I'm like in, gra- I cry mostly because I'm grateful for things, which is like really nice, but kind of annoying. So. That's nice. I've, I've <laughs> cried happy tears twice in my life and it was a big moment. So. Oh my God. I took me every day, like seeing a cute dog or feeling the sun. I'm like, I'm so grateful to be alive, but it's a blessing. It reminds me I'm thankful to, to be here. So, yeah. so I mean, there's, there's goods and bads about mm-hmm. it for sure. Um, okay. So then spirit, cause I've never heard a spirit being, you know, one of the elements, yeah. but it makes fucking sense. Yeah. Of course it is. So yeah. tell me about that. Yeah, so spirits also sometimes called ether. And if you think of a five-pointed star pentagram, which is the five-pointed star, spirits on top, and then the other elements, earth, air, fire, water, are beside it. And then a pentacle, the pentacle is when, excuse me, there's a circle around the pentagram. And it's this idea that all of these elements are connected and they're all connected through spirit. So for me, spirit is the way in which we relate to the elements everybody's relationship to the elements are going to be personal and everybody's relationship to spirit is also going to be personal even if you don't necessarily believe in a higher power you can still connect to spirit because it's how you embody the elements and it's how you kind of move through these different energies to me spirit is the cosmos it's goddess it's god it's my higher power it's all the the energy I've created, spirit is like kind of hard to describe because it's intangible. Um, and for me in the tarot, I think of the major arcana cards as spirit. So the major arcana cards are the cards like the lovers, the card, the tower, the emperor, the empress. Um, and they tell the story of 
uh, of humanity's evolution from being an individual and evolving individually and then evolving as a collective. So spirit is what, you know, what we each have our soul, our own relationship to whatever we believe in or don't believe in. And then it's also what kind of connects all of us together, you know, the collective conscious or the collective unconscious. Um, and I included spirit because I think that it is like the the ingredient, the thing that holds the elements in it. Like it really just makes them seem so, like something that you can actually relate to instead of being these things outside of yourself. We all have all the elements represented within us. And I think that, you know, there's a balance that comes and goes. Sometimes you might feel more fiery. Sometimes you may feel more watery. And spirit to me is the element of our spiritual practice, of our mystical practice, of the witch's path or the mystic's path that is taking us and helping us transmute whatever we've gone through in life to hopefully connect with something bigger than ourselves. Um, so it's, I, I really like definitely connect with spirit. But again, it's balanced because if you're only in this, in the realm of spirit, then you're not going to be embodied in your physical in the physical in this world, you know, like I, I dream sometimes about just like going and meditating all day and being like, I don't know, in a monastery or something. Actually, no, I don't because I love clothing and I like having sex. Yeah. So that's probably <laughs> not actually like it really, you know, there's kind of this idea of spiritual bypassing where it really could be, it's so much easier to just be in a spiritual world than be in a, in the, in this physical, you know, kind of material world while still being embodied in your spirituality. And I think that that is what spirit can kind of help us, help us find balance with. Mm, Yeah. I totally see that sometimes with clients where people are just, I'm like, no, but like you still live on earth. Like, let's remember that. (laughs) Okay. Um, okay. Oh my God. That was such an amazing breakdown. So because people are kind of like in this state of like chaos or fear, Mm -hmm. like how can we, like, what's one thing that we could do today to kind of call in the elements to ground us a little bit more? Oh, I love that question. So I would think about what you're feeling and what you feel like you need to bring more into your life. So are you feeling super, super emotional and very watery? Are you kind of getting really caught up with the news and in a state of like anxiety because you're overthinking and very airy? Are you feeling really lethargic because you're kind of, you know, like maybe like overeating or doing something and like not moving your body in too much earth? Are you just like, meditating all day and ignoring everything and too much spirit, like taking an inventory of where you are and then think about what element would best bring you back to balance. So if you're feeling really, really in your mind, practicing breath work, you can practice a simple threefold or fourfold breath. I love the fourfold breath, which is just a simple inhale, hold, exhale, and hold. I do each section of that breath for four seconds. Um, If you're feeling really, you know, maybe like lethargic moving your body and maybe even like masturbating or doing some sex magic to kind of get you back into your body or moving or dancing. Um, If you're feeling a little bit too, you know, maybe like you're avoiding everything by just meditating, maybe trying, you know, something else. Like again, like moving your body. Grounding meditations are always really, really powerful visualizing roots moving from the base of your spine into the earth below you, into the crystal core of the earth. 
and feeling that crystal core feeding you healing white light that moves up these roots and through your spine and up the crown of your head that connects you with the white light of the cosmos and just feeling yourself kind of soaking in that healing light for a few minutes is really powerful. Um, I love, like I mentioned, EFT tapping is a really great one if you're kind of feeling anxious. Um, And then also like journaling, pulling tarot cards. I really think about what what you need to feel more to feel more balanced and then go from there but a grounding meditation is always a really really powerful way to be present as is just going out and taking a walk and being in nature a little bit putting your palms to the sun and connecting with the energy of fire in that way um it really you know there's not a one size fits all but i think a lot of us can use some grounding and some protection so Mm-hmm. I probably need to take a bath. <laughs> yep, baths are a great one. Baths are a great one, especially if you're feeling kind of like cold, you know, emotionally. If you're feeling disconnected, if you really are just like a little bit too in your heart, they can kind of help balance you out, especially with some Epsom salt and some herbs. Oh, yes. I love that. Got to bring in that water. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll. Maybe bathing will make me have an emotion. That. <laughs> Um, like working with like working with element of water to have if you don't have water is a good way to balance that out yes getting back on the bath train okay so been dying to ask you about this tell us about sex magic sure so sex magic is just a fancy way of saying that you work with sexual energy for a desired outcome so most of us will work with orgasms although you know like you don't have to have an orgasm to practice sex magic i know there's people that can't orgasm and like you can still totally be a sex switch even if you can't orgasm like it's okay um but it's really just you know setting up a ritual space and using sexual energy as a way of raising energy. So in a ritual or spell, a lot of witches will use what's called a cone of power, where we'll visualize kind of like a cone around us, funneling up into the universe, and the energy that we're raising moves through this cone of power and connects to the cosmos. And an orgasm is really that same thing. It's a really powerful, direct, manifested form of energy that when you set an intention alongside of that, whether it's to embrace your sexuality more, whether it's to have a yacht, whether it's to get a job, whether it's to connect with or to bring in more love or more sex into your life, um, or even to banish something or to release something, you can use the sexual energy and the sexual buildup as a way to connect with that intention. And it's really fun and it feels really good. And it's a really powerful practice that I recommend everybody starts doing by themselves before you involve a partner because when you involve a partner you're also involving their energy you're connecting yourself to that person and that can get kind of messy if you're not on the same page and if you're not you know like honoring any intuitive hits you feel like that it might not be an aligned choice so you can't really go wrong with with you know doing sex magic by yourself and it's a really powerful way to just like transform excuse me um your meta your masturbation practice into something a little bit more magical Mm, so do you kind of like write down your intention or like are there any like obviously there's no rules but are there any kind of best practices um so 
I think it depends on what you want, what kind of magic you already practice. I work a lot with candle magic and with sigils, which are just like charged symbols that you create based off of your intention. So I'll, if I'm doing like a spell, I'll use sex magic as a way to charge the spell, as a way to raise energy. And I will often write a sigil or create a symbol for this and then carve it on a candle or write it down and then burn it. But you don't even have to do that, really. What I recommend is taking the time to set up your space, making sure you're not going to be disturbed, getting your favorite sex toy and lube out, you know, like lighting some incense, lighting a candle, putting some ambient music on, and then really like, you know, maybe practicing taking a few deep breaths, getting back into your body. If you want to meditate or something beforehand, that can't hurt. That's a really powerful way to begin the practice. And then just really taking, getting clear on your intention too before you begin um, and thinking about what it is that you want to manifest or banish. And that way, when you start, you know, like pleasuring yourself and um, making self-love, you can really focus on connecting to that intention. And as you climax, as you get to as close as possible to climax, you can visualize sending that energy out through the crown of your head into the cosmos um, and then also like, I know it can be kind of hard to concentrate when you're in that space. So afterwards, when you're kind of in this afterglow, just again, connecting with your intention. Um, so I think that it's the most powerful when it fits into whatever practice you already have. Again, candle magic is a really easy way to incorporate that sigil magic. Um, it doesn't really, but it doesn't have to be anything more complicated than creating a really conducive space that gets you in your body and then masturbating and you know having a really clear intention um and you can also like you know like get dressed up put lingerie on if you're kinky you can you know like you know maybe tie yourself up or if you want to use like some impact play like a crop or paddle you can do that like you can really get creative and i think that for me sex magic has been a really powerful way for me to explore my my own like kinks and my own fetishes and my own interests in a way that feels supportive and like non-judgmental so that way I can take that to a partner without having any internalized shame about what I want Mm, and then it's also so interesting because it's like the more you honor what you want sexually the more sexual energy you create and then the more that energy could be a conductor for what you're trying to create in your life exactly exactly that's all it is right like sexual energy is life energy like sex is how we make humans it's like regardless if you're you know if you have a womb or not you haven't everybody has this energetic womb. we all have our sacral chakra and we're really is just infusing that and being really intentional about raising that energy so that we can use that energy to manifest other things instead of a physical child. So it yeah. is a really, really powerful, it's a powerful practice. And like, like you said, like it really kind of just like gets you in alignment with that energy that like it, it just like multiplies. Like when you feel good and when you feel sexy, it just like the universe is like, you turn the universe on the universe turns you on and then everything else kind of just like like it's a domino effect yes it's kind of like how like a giant water dam can create light energy <laughs> like yeah. you know it's just like utilizing a different type of energy towards a different intention so exactly. love that that was like the best explanation thank you so thank much you. So, okay, we're all about glamour as well at Shocker Girl Co. So tell us about glamour magic. Sure. So for me, I love fashion. My background is in fashion writing. Um, so I went to school for. Uh, I still do it. And I like just have a very like deep personal connection to glamour. But 
Glamour magic is really using fashion and clothing and color as a way to manifest and as a way to be in alignment with what you want to create and with magic. So everybody, regardless if you care about fashion, you know what it feels like to put something on that you like and feel hot and powerful as fuck. Like everybody mm-hmm. has that. I don't care if it's lingerie or a denim jacket or a t-shirt and a leather jacket. Like we all have that look that when we wear, we're like, oh, look, I feel good. So glamour magic is really just utilizing this for an intention. It can be pulling a tarot card and making an outfit, like pulling your tarot card for the day and then making your outfit based on the tarot card. It can be matching your outfit to whatever the moon or the sun is in. It can be dressing up for a certain holiday. Like yesterday we had the equinox. So like I wore something that to me represented the beginning of spring, which is bright pink. Um, And when you work with different gods or goddesses or different like elementals or fairies, you can also honor them through what you wear. But it's really just using fashion and style and scent and color as a way to be as a way to reclaim the way you're moved. You're moving through the world. Um, Mm -hmm. Glamour actually comes from folklore and like in the back in the day the idea of having a changeling of a fairy would come and replace a a human baby with a fairy baby and then they would cast a glamour on top of it so that the parents didn't know that this baby wasn't human that it was a fairy so glamour is really something that avails what lies beneath it and when we're using glamour magic we're using magic and correspondences, like like I mentioned, color and scent, all that stuff to reclaim the way we're seen and to be seen in a certain light. So, you know, for me, that means sometimes when I want to feel like untouchable or unfuckable with, um, I might wear black and a lot of spikes. If I really want to be sensitive and connected to my heart and honor Venus, I might wear pink and some a lot of blush and something a little bit softer. Um, and it doesn't have to be so literal, but it's really just seeing your clothing, which is something you have to wear every day anyway, as another tool for aligning yourself with your magical practice. Mm, I love, and you can dress for your chakras too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, one of my, uh, color that I haven't been wearing as much, but I really love, um, especially for lipstick, like sacral chakra orange, like a bright orange. Is yes. A really, really good one. So good. And I, uh, I had this group of clients once and we were all very like in our masculine, like strategizing a lot, like really working on like abundance and business. And then we started doing the Kuan Yin mantra and like really working on the heart chakra. And then we found like at the end of the six months, we were all together at like a little retreat and we were like, what the fuck? We're all wearing frills and flowers and have curly hair. We're like, who are we? Who have we become? I love but, Kuan Yin too. She's I, oh, she's my, she's my home girl. And that's why I work with Kuan Yin so much is because I need it. Like I need that mm-hmm. like nurturing motherly energy. And I have seen such a shift because I'm usually very like black and white, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So it's been, it's been really powerful. So yeah. I mean, so many ways that we can embody what we want to embody. So many exactly, tools. Exactly. Oh. So good. Okay. So this has been amazing. So let's move into manic moments and manifesting where we talk Ooh. about our last. Yes. We're going to talk about our last meltdown and the last thing we manifested. And I can go first. I mean, the world is in meltdown right now. Mm-hmm. And I definitely went down a rabbit hole the other day of conspiracy theories. Um, a lot of which I intuitively believe are true, yep. but okay. I found, yes. Okay. We can deep dive that after. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> 
Um, but I found, I, I kind of like, like the world is dark. There's a disgusting mm-hmm. underbelly that people really don't talk about in politics, Hollywood, yeah. religion. There's a lot of fucking crazy shit going on. Um, and I really went down a rabbit hole of like, and went into like a bit of a dark place of like anger and like sadness. And I was just like, not, I was just not okay for like a good solid yeah. day. And then I found this article though that changed everything because it's talked a lot about like our 5D elevation and how there's like a global heart chakra opening going Mm -hmm. on. And even though there's so much darkness going on right now, it's going to be a rebirth of amazing things. It's kind of like we're in Cali energy right now. Literally, literally, I feel like we're being exposed to the collective shadow that we've all been ignoring, especially in the US that capitalism has has made that like the structures we have aren't serving us and what's serving us is like the matriarchal concepts of collaboration and a community and helping one another and we're realizing like how important that is and like once we're out of this that's going to be what survives those are going to be the things that keep us safe is caring for one another and collaborating and sharing so i definitely definitely feel that and that totally and that's my manifestation like never in my life have i had so much energy to Mm -hmm. share and to like connect with people and like my creativity is like off the charts and i'm the openness and um i'm just being really intentional every day about clearing because obviously healing starts within and then we can share that with the world and then more people can heal and then they heal the people around them and it's just like this amazing you know domino effect of love and healing and elevation Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean i feel like there's been a lot of cool fun manifestations we did like a live chakra healing with sound bowls yesterday and like yeah it's just been very i'm really feeling into the feminine that's for sure and i feel like it's just it's time for everyone to uh, to feel into that. So, mm-hmm. okay, share your meltdown with us. Honestly, same. I started reading a few days ago. I had a night where I started reading an article about about what was going on and somebody putting something into like a simulate a simulator, and it was like it really put me into a spiral of just like what the fuck. Um, and I honestly, like, I feel like the same thing. I'm like now, like. You know, I definitely, I'm somebody who, like, I actively have to work to not allow my, you know, to, like, I do deal with anxiety, but it's not something that, like, I, I, like, I, I, you know, I go to therapy every week, I do my meditation practices, and it's something that I recognize is going to happen, but I have felt so called and just, like, align with the fact that like I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing right now and like now more than ever the work that I'm doing is like so important and um even just like sharing you know like I've been I'm going to be doing some I Instagram IGTV videos for like working with each of the elements and I feel like now I'm like okay like all the practices that are in my books and like they're especially this new book it's like it feels more necessary than ever. So I just feel like, you know, like I, I recognize that I do have some fear and I do have some anxiety and that is okay. And I'm, you know, allowing myself to feel that, but I'm not succumbing to it. I'm recognizing that it's something that I can work through and that what is serving me is being grateful for my health and grateful for my home. And like, I just feel more called than ever to help heal the collective as much as I can and continue offering the tools that I have 
um, to help others who like, who also need it, you know, and using the financial abundance I have to help those who might not have, who don't have that and who are more marginalized. So honestly, very, very similar to you. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more, you know, cool manifestations that have happened, but I think that this is really, I'm like, oh, like this is why there was, there's such a witch awakening because like we need all of the healers and all of the mystics and all of the witches and all of the yogis and all the Reiki healers, like more than ever right now to be sending out this light to the collective, to the people that need it. So, um, I just feel very called to just like step up my game. Yes. I love it. I actually was talking to, um, another healer yesterday and I really liked what I said. I was like, I was like, it's like, we're at the front lines and our weapons are our hearts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. It's like we need the empathy and we need yeah. to support one another because it's like the people that we, you know, like I, I mean, I'm an Aquarius. I'm not going to lie. I don't really trust the government period, but I'm like, it's right. Like, I'm like, we're really being exposed to the fact that like they have their best interest in mind, but what's going to keep us alive is community and looking out yeah. for one another. And like, you know, like even self-isolating is a practice of keeping each other safe. So I feel like very inspired to see us helping one another out. And I feel really honored that I'm able to like, to help in any way. So yeah. Yes. We we were born at this time for a yeah. reason Amen. and I'm here for it. Amen. Yay. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. Thank this has you. been so magical. Thank I am you. beyond obsessed with everything you're doing. Oh, Everyone, we're going to link you to, do you have a pre-sale link for the book? Yeah. So it's up okay. on like wherever you can find, wherever you find books, it's on Amazon. Um, it's through Penguin okay. Random House. So you can find the pre-order there, but if you just type in Bewitching the Elements, it'll come up. Yes. We'll link you guys to it in the show notes. We'll link you to, and where can we find you if they are like, they don't want to go to the show notes and they're like, I want to type in her Instagram now. What is it? My Instagram and Twitter are both Gabby Herstick, G-A-B-Y-H-E-R-S-T-I-K. And you can find my website at GabriellaHerstick.com, G-A-B-R-I-E-L-A. H-E-R-S-T-I-K.com. And I have like ritual guides and classes and lots of links and links to all my articles and columns on there. So that has like everything. And then I, I tweet a lot. I Instagram a lot. So you can also find me on there. Amazing. So go check her out, deep dive everything, sign up for her shit. She's amazing. (laughs) So thanks everyone so much for listening. Open your hearts, do some sex magic, do some glamour magic and live your best lives right now. And we'll catch you next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Remember karma's real. So if you love this episode, go leave a comment, rate us five stars and subscribe. And you're going to manifest a mini heart chakra upgrade because you've got to give if you want to receive. Also make sure to follow me on Instagram at chakra girl co and shoot me a DM. I'm here to chat. Also, you can find more info on this episode at chakragirlco.com. That's where you're going to access the show notes. And while you're on my website, check out the newest online hotspot, the chakra girl glam and grounded membership. We would love to help you activate those chakras, babe. So step into that chic life and join us in the glam and grounded membership. Love you. Mean it. See you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.